What's up, family? It's the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you yet again with another fire episode of No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between, Family Knock Nation. I haven't said that in a while. Let's get into it. How we doing? I haven't been around for, I don't really know. No, it hasn't been that long, but I, I know I've been away. I've been working on some things and for you all, mind you. I have been working on some things for you all, but also it's been a little busy. Uh, so I had to take a break just for, for a brief moment. So I know you missed my voice. I know you missed me educating and empowering you and enlightening you like I do. Okay, I'm just being full of myself. Sorry. But anyways, let's get into uh, some exciting things that have happened with news you absolutely cannot use. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. Italian stallion, what's going on, my man? What is going on? A whole lot. What's up? Talk yeah, to me. I got to catch everybody up. And I'm for listening. those of you who are new to what we do here, this is my therapy. And you get to listen. And uh, if you feel free to DM or, you know, have some combo back with me, we can do that. So, yeah. Um, many of you that know who've been listening, I'm dating. So I'm going to have more and more stories about my... You know what? I need to quit saying that. I'm in a courtship. We're not dating. We're... we're Italian Stan, quit shaking your head. Like it's just so awkward. It's not awkward. It's very awkward. You know, it's it'll be awkward until you meet him. I think that's why it's awkward. You haven't seen him. Shout out to Mister. But what's going on, my man? <laughs> you should come up here for an episode one time. <laughs> no, I'll be in the control room. Yeah, no. you and I can sit and talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> Make sure your intentions are okay. Oh my gosh, you sound like a total <laughs> dad right now. Oh my lord. I mean. It's okay. <laughs> no. So, yeah. I, uh, where do I begin? So, so I'm putting a little pressure on Mr. Just a little bit indirectly because he listens. So he's gonna, he's gonna have a little pressure. Pressure with what? My birthday's coming up and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I didn't. No matter no matter what way you feel about it, it's gonna be here anyways. I know. Right? My oh, birthday is in two weeks. I know. And I'm freaking out. Why are you freaking out? Okay, so here's what I've noticed about men. Y'all freak out about getting older way differently than we do. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> like I had a guy who turned 40 recently and he just felt like his life was over. And I'm like, dude, I'm in my 40s. Like you're just catching into my space. I'm gonna need you like. No, life is not over for me. So I'm going to need you not to feel that way. What's, what's that about? Help enlighten me. But you can't tell me how to feel now. You're right. Okay. Because if, if, if a mister came in and was like, I don't want you to feel that way, how would you act? Like, yeah. Excuse don't, me? Don't tell me how don't to feel. Don't tell me how to feel. You're right. Okay. See, um, men, yeah. it, 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 honestly, I could care less. Because, <laughs> I mean, with, with the whole age thing, I mean, I am getting older. I'm yeah. going to be... I'm going to be older this year, but no one knows how old I am, though. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. No, nobody knows. And that's 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 both of us, though. Yeah, I that's love it. That's both of us. I, 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 I do, too. It. But mm-hmm. the thing that we cannot get back is time. Absolutely. You know, so it's another year later. Yeah, yeah. And we're halfway through or we're towards, 
I'm, I'm a getting whole another decade. I'm getting 120 in, man. Like vibrant 120. Maybe. Years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to try to push at least 110. Yeah. I'm like, Lord, give me 110. 110 on fire, though. Like, I don't, I don't think I, I don't want, want that. 110 decrepit. Like, I don't want 110 hunched over and shaking. I want 110, like, she's 110 years old and moving better than you. Like, I want that 110. Just hush it. So you're going for the world record books. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like all of it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> That's what keeps me charged. But I don't know what I, I like. Okay. So normally for my birthday, I do something and, and it's really just, I'll get girl and I shouldn't say just, but I'll get girlfriends together. Some that are very new to my life and some who've been around for some time. And, you know, we have a good time. We go to dinner. We just do what ladies do and crack up and laugh and all that fun stuff. And I typically, being the edifier that I am, I like to go around the room and say something, you know, nice about the person and what they mean to me. That's just like, that's my thing. I don't know how to not do that. So, but this year I kind of, I don't want to edify nobody. Like edify me, fool. No, not like that. But I just, you know, I'm always edifying. Always is too strong. So I have this thing, and, and I'm switching gears real fast and then going back. I have this thing about always and never, right? Those two words, when someone's like, you never do this, I or you always do that. that. So I'm like, those two words, let's let's be careful in Please. using those words, right? So that's why I wanted to retract the always. Because but it's completely wrong it most of the time. It is. Oh, I, so I, I, I always do that? Right. And it's usually in arguments, right? It's always. usually, yeah, yeah. See, so, always, right? You know what I mean? It's it's a, it's habitual. So I I often when I have dinners and things like that for my birthday, I'm edifying the people, and and it is reciprocated. It's so, not like they just so you go around and tell everybody how much they mean to you. Exactly. Yeah. That's really funny. I want to hear a really funny quick Please. story? Please. So I, it's very similar, kind of. <laughs> Went to a birthday dinner. Uh-huh. Um, this was a few years back with my girlfriend, yeah. and uh, it was for her friend. Okay. And I, I knew her yeah. and stuff. So we were in this restaurant in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she, so we're about to toast, Uh-oh. and she's like, all right, everybody, go around the table and tell me what you love about me most. Oh, that's different. I was like, yeah, what? That's not how I was that like, works. Don't, don't mess with me. Because I'm a, I'm a very blunt speaker. You really are. And I I just want to be like, nothing? <laughs> Not much. And that's why I wouldn't be there, because I'd be like, right. turn around. I just couldn't. I thought I thought it was a joke. But then we literally yeah. went around the table. Oh, wow. It was 15, 16 people. Really? Of people telling her how wonderful she was. Oh, yeah. That's not. Mm, no. Mm-mm. I couldn't. I yeah. thought it was a joke. Yeah. I literally did. Wow. No. Yep. I mm-mm. No, I can't do that. That just sounds really vain and I mean, well, it is. It is. Yeah, I can't. No. I like I like I do like to edify. And that's, that's why I am an encourager. That's why I do this, right? Like I enjoy um helping people see the good in themselves. I do. I I get I find great joy in being able to help someone see what makes them great, right? But uh, this year I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, feel like edifying. I don't, don't want to edify. Then don't do it. I, well, okay, but see, here's, it's like, for lack of a better, no, I can't even do that comparison. It's Go really ahead. funny. Go but ahead. But it's funny because I was like, Give it's, me some like excuses. it's like Jesus saying, I don't want you to wake up today. Okay. But he can do that. Like, and he does every day. Well, I mean, <laughs> not really. But, <laughs> but you don't have to go out of your way. Right. 
to do something you don't want to do on your birthday. I know. So, but here's my struggle. Like everybody's asking that's used to me doing not the edifying part, of course, but they're like, "Hey, where, where are we going? What are we doing for your birthday?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And Tell it's everybody not that I'm, that I'm gonna have a private birthday this year. <sighs> but see, I don't know. So this is where Mister comes in. This is no pressure. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. But I'm sorry, and, and it's, not, it's not on him. It's not on him per se, right? It's more of just me thinking what happens in relationships and it's been a while since I've been in a relationship like the at this level let me say it that way the last relationship that I had that was heading this level um he was like okay just let's go shopping and pick whatever you want and for me to know me is to know I'm not that chick so it was really odd for me like what do you mean he's like just Let's go to the mall and let's go shopping. Just get whatever you want. I'm like, okay, so what's the budget? You know, how much? I'm not the girl that's going to be like, all right, well, we're going to Louis. He told me whatever I want. Like, I don't want to put you in a space where I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I want a Louis Vuitton bag and then I want to go over here. And I'm not, I mean, I like Louis, but I really don't like it like that. I'm just using the example from the standpoint of that's a pretty expensive designer. So in my mind, I'm already calculating, well, I'm not going to have this man spend $3,500 on me, you know. That's just how I think. For the women that don't think that way, I get it. You know, hey, do you? Uh, no shade, no shame. But I'm just saying, me, I don't. I didn't know how to receive it. So when he was like, let's just just go to the mall and pick out something. So I ended up picking out a, a nice bracelet, and it was like $125 or something like that. And I just remember even that was like, this? <laughs> and he was like, is that what you want? It's your birthday. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know how to receive someone giving me a gift of that magnitude, you know? And I, and I think it's because I just, I'm not accustomed to it. It's not something that I've had. Even right. when I was married, like if I got that stuff, it was anniversary, it was birthday, but it wasn't, some women are used to getting it on a regular. Like they just come home See, and the I guy's just, like, here's a $500 bag. That's just I love not you. me. And that's not me either. I don't, I don't give gifts that way. I, I think I it's a waste of money. It is a waste of money. To, I like experiences. It's, it's, I agree. That's like, why I hey, love to let's travel. go have a getaway, or let's—I mean, even if it's in—even if it's in town. Yeah, that's me. Let's I go love do, to create like, memories yeah. and you know take pictures in that fashion, where we can look back and say, "Oh man, that was a great time in our life," or "That was a great experience." So I, I totally feel you. That's why I love to travel, and quite frankly, when I do travel, I'm really bougie about it because I like to really experience the things. <laughs> but for him, I feel kind of bad because I—I <laughs> don't know what I want to. I don't have any expectations for my birthday. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't know me and then you do something, I'm like, uh, what's that? So <laughs> it's it's almost, it's it sucks for him. So I'm really curious to know what he's going to do. But then, so again, no pressure, mister. But if you do nothing, I'm going to not talk to you. Oh, here we go. Because you can't not do nothing. Like, Man, really? I mean, yeah, but he's not just not going to do anything. Well, no, I know. But I'm, hey, no. So therapy. So, no, that same gentleman that dated me when my birthday came, and this was like towards our relationship was falling apart at that point, but my birthday came around again, and guess who didn't do anything and then lied about it? And then that really just did me in because I was already in a certain space. So my birthday comes, and I'm like, I don't see anything. Now, this is the same person that's, that's going on shopping spree, right? So you set the bar as far as I'm concerned. I didn't ask for it. You did it. So you set the expectation. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's going to do this year for my birthday, right? Birthday comes around, and I see nothing come in the mail because we were in a long-distance relationship. So um, nothing comes in the mail. And then after that, it was like, 
okay. And he hadn't said anything. We're on the phone. And so I just did what I do. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you sent me something for my birthday and it was supposed to be a surprise. But just so you know, if I got it, I would have told you and I haven't gotten anything. This was his response. Oh, yeah. I need to check on that. Okay, so if you spent money and I didn't get it, that's not the response that you would have. You wouldn't be a, oh, yeah, I got to check on that. It would be, really? I was wondering why you didn't say anything. Oh, heck, let me, you know, okay, yeah, I did. That was that was why I was kind of being quiet. Or, you know, the response wouldn't have been that. And let's just say shortly after that, the demise of the relationship pretty much dissolved into nothing. So just to let you know, mister. <laughs> You don't get her exactly what she wants. Jesus it is going to get rid of over. you. I didn't. I no. That's not why we broke <laughs> up. We broke up because we just weren't a good match. But um, yeah. So I'm, I'm. I don't know, guys. Tell me, like, DM me. No ordinary church girl. Find me on Instagram and Facebook, guys. Direct message me. Let me know what you think. Um, I should do for my birthday, ladies and gents. I don't mind. Help, Mister. Get some ideas, and I'll share them on the next episode. Why not? But uh, no pressure, mister. You know, it's all love over here. I just, you know, I don't know what I'm doing for my birthday normally. And and that's the thing. I'm a control freak. So I figured that out about myself. And I've been slowly surrendering and releasing control in certain ways of my life. But that's one of the ways I think I've always controlled making sure my birthday was a good day. Because in the past, I've been so severely disappointed. And that, that's not a, um, that's not being overly stated or overstated or whatever you want to say. It truly is the fact that my birthdays over the years up until the age of 16. Yeah. After I turned 16, my birthdays were never the same. Like I can recall so many birthdays. I was so disappointed at home crying or like, well, I'm going to stop. Cause that just sounds really sad. Is that how you cry? <laughs> Man. It's kind of like how you. I sneeze. You know what? <laughs> That's how I sneeze. Hate you all my life. <laughs> so there you guys go. That's my therapy. I think that um, we'll see. I'll keep you posted on the birthday and what's going to happen. Uh, my boys, just so you know, my two boys, TJ and Sean, they crowd my birthday. It was not planned, obviously. But my youngest is October 26th. October 28th is mine. And my oldest is November 1st. So basically, mama's in the middle and they take over my birthday. I'm, I'm always doing my birthday before my birthday or after my birthday because they have the birthdays. But just know when those jokers get out of my house, I'm sorry. Did you expect me not to be doing things on my birthday? Boy, you grown. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to quit. I think I think we're done with. Thank God that's over. Okay, look, that little girl going to get choked, and she's going to have all the Christianity hey, taken out of me. Hey, I, I can't control her. Thank God that's over. You be thanking God that. Everybody need a little therapy, you know? Okay, I'm going to quit. Anyhow. <laughs> I appreciate you all listening to my therapy. But let's get into today's topic. So I had the awesome pleasure of teaming up with the Healing Project, DFW. And look them up on Instagram. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I strongly encourage you to attend the next Satisfy My Soul event. It will be Monday. Um, you you want to come and hang with us. So. But in doing that, so I was the um, guest in terms of feeding the soul. Let me say it that way. So I was able to speak life and light, love and light into the individuals that were there. And what I loved about it um, was that there were so many different creeds 
backgrounds, um, even sexual orientations. And I'm saying that purposefully because I think we get too caught up in our religious faith, if you will. I mean, I say religious faith in there because we get more religious than just living in faith. And so with for me, I don't know who was Muslim, who was Buddha, who was Christian, um, who was just in a state of spirituality, right? Um, and I didn't care. What I did and what I enjoyed was embracing all different backgrounds and experiences and pain. There were a lot of people who came in looking to start their journey of healing. And I was so fortunate to be allowed to speak about my own personal journey of healing and how I've gotten to the place that I am today and, and still evolving, right? And so the reason I chose I am as far as this uh, topic for today is because I want you to start to speak life over yourself. I am what? How do you see yourself? And it's an exercise that I actually have taught um, several times now uh, when I've spoken in different events and um, had a different opportunity to talk about it on different panels, because I think it's so important for mental health when we think about the state of the world and the reason that we have so much difficulty being patient, being kind, uh, being able to walk through, say, a dark moment and not making a dark place. And for those of you who haven't heard that episode, definitely go back and uh, check it out because it's it's something that you really need to recognize where you are in your journey of healing. And so um, here recently, I had been asking God to show me me, put the mirror in front of me, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. And the reason I needed that is because I needed to see me. So I wasn't so quick to judge another. I wasn't so quick to point out flaws in another. I wasn't so quick to tell someone else what to do when I hadn't really looked at myself and identified some things that I needed to work on. And so during that um, event, Satisfy My Soul, it was so enriching. And I encourage all of you to practice meditation, to practice yoga um, or some sort of exercise. I love yoga because yoga is just, it's a form of strengthening the body, but at the same time, it's a form of stretching and um, releasing the body from some of the tensions and things that we have from pressures of the day. And so Satisfied My Soul, the event that I was at with the Healing Project DFW, we um, had yoga. Then, uh, first of all, we went around the room. Let me start there. We went around the room and we were stating what we were grateful for. And everyone went around stating the different um, aspects of their life that they were grateful for, right? And we were in a circle. <clears throat> and so in that circle, you had individuals, again, from all backgrounds, um, telling what they were grateful for. From there, we went into yoga. And your girl was pretty proud of herself because I had been working out consistently, but I was working different um, body parts in a different way. And I was like, ooh, I'm stronger than I thought I was. And I began to think about that when you think about going through your personal journey of healing, when you hit another level of, say, discomfort or disappointment or discouragement, you begin to realize, hey, I'm stronger than I thought I was when you hit those moments. And that's kind of what I felt when I was doing yoga because it, it had been a while since I had done any yoga. And so we're doing yoga and from there we went into meditation. Now, for those of you who don't know truly the practice of meditation, it is about stilling the body. It's about being still, putting the body in a sense of just nothingness being able to be in a space where you're not thinking about anything and just letting the body just go, right? It takes practice. And you will be amazed at when you are forced to be still and don't think about nothing, just be able to just release and be free. It is the most uh, awkward and word, word, weird 
is the word I want to say, um, that anyone, weird thing anyone could go through. And it's because you don't know how to do it, especially when it's a first timer. You don't know how to be, just still your mind. Be quiet. Be still. Sit in silence. Like, don't think about when I get done with here, where am I going to go? When I get done with this, oh, I need to call this person. I wonder how much longer we're going to be doing this. That's not being still. That's not being silent within your mind. It's really about getting to a place where you're not busy. Because believe it or not, when your mind is still going, your body is still going. Your body's still responding. And when you are able to really silence your mind, you'll be amazed at how you feel when you come out of it. There's a peace that comes upon you uh, that surpasses all understanding that's just found in Philippians. Um, for those of you, Philippians chapter four, for those of you who recognize that part of the scripture. And so going through that and then being able to share after we went through that sequence of meditation and yoga, it was amazing to see the faces were so ready to receive because their, their minds were clear to a certain degree. They were still, they were at a place of peace where they were relaxed. And so I began to share my story of the different things that I've went through from a painful place, from being raped at the age of 15, from being in an abusive relationship in my 20s in college to being highly promiscuous because I was searching for love and I thought my body was the way that I was going to get that love from a man. Because why? Because when I was a baby, my biological father decided he didn't want to be a part of my life. And then the man I call father who raised me up until um, I was in seventh grade and married my mother and, of course, had my sister with, uh, my mom uh, was abusive. And so although he was a dad and, and although he loved me unconditionally and me not being his daughter bloodline wise, he was very abusive to the woman that I look exactly alike. I look just like my mother. So imagine seeing yourself as a kid being beat, although it's not happening to you, but the visual is that's me. I'm seeing a reflection of myself and it's not being accepted by the man who says he loves me, right? By the woman who created me, right? And so when you think about the lack of acceptance, because that's what it came down to, I'm good with dealing with women all day long. Actually, I love dealing with women. I love women empowerment. I love connecting with women. I actually gravitate towards connecting with women all the time. Crazy thing is, is I naturally connect with men equally, but it's not something I try to do. It's just something that happens. And so I talked about the story of searching for love, searching for a man to, to truly embrace me for all that I am, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Because we're all, we all come with something. And having to get to a place where I finally just looked at myself in the mirror and said, I am all these things that make me great. And I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing tears start to fall and I'm seeing postures begin to uh, crouch down and not in a sense of, oh, but in a place of, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, I'm walking that out right now. And as I continue to speak, I pulled from okay, that's what I walked out. These are the different painful places that I have in my heart that I've walked out, but they don't hurt me anymore because I am strong. I am a light. I am love. I am a strong tower for another when they're weak. They can lean on me. I am a mother. I am a daughter. I am a granddaughter. I am a cousin. I am a friend. I am a writer. I am a speaker. I am light. I am love. Like I was able to just continue to 
say these things. I am. And they were all places of power. I am powerful. I am poised. I am confident. I am classy. And just as I'm talking to you right now, I am able to do that without thinking. Does that make me cocky? No. Does that make me overly arrogant? No. Does that make me overly confident? No. It says to you, and it should say to you, and it definitely says to me, I know who I am. I know that the things that I walked out in my life does not define who I am today from a standpoint of brokenness. It does define why I can speak from a place of power because I walked through it all. I was able to overcome it all. I was able to overcome divorce. I was able to overcome bankruptcy. I was able to overcome a foreclosure. I was able to overcome what it is to be a single mother with no family. (laughs) My sons have never known what it is not to eat. They've never known what it is not to have shelter. They've never known what it is to ever feel insecurity unless they step out the doors of their home and dealing with kids they go to school with or dealing with other adults that maybe try to inflict that onto them. But when they come home, that's their security. That's their sanctuary. They know that's their place of peace. I've always been able to provide that. And I'm using that word always because when I look over the course of my life of being a single mother, I can honestly say, I don't recall a time that my sons didn't feel secure. And if they didn't, I pray one day they're going to tell me. So I, I am very confident in what I've been able to do because of what I've been able to walk through. So for the person who is walking out their own personal journey of healing right now, I need you to really pull from what you know you are and who you see in the mirror. And if you can't look in the mirror and say positive things about yourself, I need you to stay there until you can. And I'm saying that with a level of authority and I'm saying that with a level of pressing because that's the only way you're really going to get through your healing. It's not going to be through another person. Now, another person can share how they went through something and came out and it can it can empower you. It can educate you and it can enlighten you to the things that you can do it too. But you got to do it. You got to do the work. You've got to walk it out. You've got to take action. Faith without works is dead. Let me tell you why that's there. You can have hope all day long, but if you don't start walking towards it, hope will eventually die. The reason that many don't accomplish much in life. They don't hold on to hope. They don't hold on to the dream. They don't really truly believe it because if they did, they would work towards it. Uh, One of my business mentors said, um, basically, if I got a thousand in in the industry that he's in, he said, if I got a thousand no's, a thousand rejections, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. That's how I track how close I am to where I'm trying to go in that particular space. I'm I'm going to crack the millionaire space and then I'm going to double that from there. But he goes based off of the, the, the rejections that he gets, not the successes, because it's real easy to live in your successful place until you get a failure. And then if you're not, if you haven't built that tank up within yourself to know what, well, you know, what, it's cool. I just learned something. Now I'm ready to keep pushing. Then that dark moment turns to a dark place. And we all know that dark place, if you don't have hope, dream and moving towards it, it will take over and take you out. So here's your exercise. Every day in the mirror. I want you to look at yourself. When you get up in the morning, just as sure as you brush your teeth and you wash your face, and I hope you do that every day, and if you don't, you're nasty. No, (laughs) Sorry, I just had to lighten it because I was kind of heavy for a while. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I need you to look in the mirror. And every day, every morning, day and night, look in the mirror and start speaking to yourself who you are. If I do it right now for you, it sounds something like, I am powerful. I am strong. I am smart. I am intelligent. I am successful. I am a strong tower. I am a daughter. I'm a son. I'm a father. I'm a wife. I'm a husband. And and keep in mind, even if those things are not in place yet, 
those things will be because you're speaking it into yourself and you're going to start walking as if you already are because you are. You speak those things as though they are for they will be. And that's another principle that is in the word of God because you need to understand whatever you speak is what you see and what you see will turn out into what you sow and what you sow will turn out and manifest to be what it is. So I'm pressing upon you today to look in the mirror day and evening, every day, every night before you go to sleep. And when you rise in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and say, I am. And it can only be positive affirmations. It cannot be, man, I am ugly today. No, no, no. Mm-mm. I am cute. I am sharp. <laughs> I don't care how you got to flip it. Find something on yourself that looks good, even if you're not feeling it in that moment. I am something positive behind it. Because you are love. You are light. You are light for someone who's in darkness. And if you can't see that, they can't see it either. So, family, you know me. I always say, I may not be perfect as a person, but I do believe I serve a perfect God. And so I wouldn't say all of that without giving you a scripture to back it up. And so today I want to read to you from Isaiah. It's the 60th chapter and it's one through three, excuse me. It's the New Living Translation. It says, Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. You have a lot to offer. That scripture is proof of it. You were not born to be mediocre. You were born to be great. You were born to have an impact at a very high level. Your influence matters, but you first must know it. I am something positive behind it. Every morning, every evening. You do that. I will put a strong promise behind it that you will see great change in your life and change with the people around you. You'll either change the people or you'll change the people. We'll talk more about that on the next episode. So with that said, guys, you know what to do. I want to continue the conversation. You go on No Ordinary Church Girl, Facebook and Instagram. You can direct message me. You can comment under the post for this episode. Let's continue the dialogue. Let's continue to heal. And in the meantime, may your day be great and your week manifest into God's best. I will talk with you soon. Love you.